For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. everyone this is patrick o'dowd welcoming you into another edition of chair shot radio starting season three of hockey talk with one david ungar here on the chair shot radio network part of the chairshot.com where we ask you to always use your head the chairshot.com always use your head and david's confession time already are you ready for my confession I have a feeling I know where this is going, but yes, go ahead. I have done no homework for the hockey season. I've done a little. I watched I watched the game yesterday. I watched the Caps Canadians game yesterday, so that was cool. I did as well. I watched the Blues take on the uh um I almost called them the Yellow Jackets. <laughs> Close <laughs> that enough. Is, that is that is that is not their name. Uh I did. I did watch the uh, Blues take on Columbus and open their season with a five to two victory. So go team, go! Vladimir Tarasenko, the only guy who can demand a trade and still be beloved by the by, by a city and its team, as he continues to at least perform, even though my team and he want to like break up. Like, like it's like the weirdest thing. Uh, well, years now, hasn't it? It was, you know, like last year he wants out his contract. Like he's a free agent after this season. So regardless, he's playing for a contract and, and we'll see what goes on there. But yeah, everyone, we are back for Hockey Talk. And I wish I could say I've done better homework on the NHL this season, but I can't because I have been so focused on a rarity in sports. And that is college football, because as most folks know, I'm from Illinois originally. I grew up, my mother worked for the University of Illinois. I used to go to home football games in the 80s when the team was good. And then for 40 years, basically from about 1994 on, the University of Illinois football program has been a dumpster fire of tires. Just 
horrible, horrible football for years on end. Various coaches, you know, we'll have occasional years where we'll have a big season only to get crushed in a major bowl. And for the first time in a long time, and I know he hates him, PC Tunney hates him at least, uh, Brett Bielema, who took over uh, coaching duties two years ago, this is season number two for him, seems to have Illinois in a, in a good direction for as long as the Big Ten maintains its divisions, as they are on track to be possibly the team out of the West this year for the Big Ten to get crushed by Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. So, fingers crossed, nobody's booking a flight to Indianapolis yet. This is still Illinois. We will probably lay an egg somewhere, and it'll be very frustrating and sad. But you just you, you go with what you can, uh, and you enjoy the ride while it's going on. But that meant that I sort of had hockey and have still had ho- hockey on a periphery, though I have enjoyed my free week or so of NHL center ice to watch one game. Because the other thing that I hate, this is the biggest racket, by the way, friends. If you have like direct TV or dish or any of those other like NHL center ice, you know, affiliates, they love to do this thing where they're like, have this week free. And it's the first week of the season. And then you look at the schedule on the NHL and like, Nobody plays for the whole like, like it's like a sporadic onesie twosie game here or there. There's no real full slates until you get to like the last two days. So you really only get the opportunity to see like one or two games at best with your team. Like Dave, I think your caps have played twice already. Is that true? Or are they only three times? Once? Three times. Three times. So if you're a caps fan, you got to see the caps a lot. But if you're a blues fan, you got one game. So, but hey, we won and we're in first place. We're we're leading we're leading the division. So, cup. Vladimir Tarasenko on pace to score 164 goals. That'd be awesome, sort of. Hey, Maryland won. Yes, yeah, the they did. They did. They beat Indiana, which really isn't that hard to do. Five and two. All right, that's okay. Oh, they Tagovailoa. I his name. Tango Viola. Yeah. The yep. Brother got hurt yesterday for Maryland. So it's a, it's a family thing, I guess. Now we were yeah, like, this we is were, a, this we were, is a neat. We were sitting there watching. I was at a, a country club. I played around with a friend of mine. Uh, he invited me over to the club and we were just sitting there. Oh, my. Watch the end of the Tennessee, Alabama game, which was tremendously fun defense entirely optional. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was, that was a really good game and kudos to Tennessee for taking down the tide. Finally. That is, I, I just hate that on Twitter right now, as this becomes the uh, college talk, college football talk on ChairShot Radio, part of the ChairShot.com. It was it was funny, though, because now Twitter is showing this nightmare scenario, scenario where there's four SEC teams all with one loss because of the schedules and how it could all work out getting into the college football playoff, which if that were to happen, will would suck. It won't because Ohio State – or Michigan, I have a feeling, will be undefeated if that, going in there. So at least one team will be in and there. And if that happens, I guarantee you, you get the 12-team playoff next year. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's just no way. So, But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. What we are going to do is we're going to take our first commercial break, and then we'll talk a little bit about – we'll talk a little hockey. I'm going to lean on Dave a lot today, everyone. Like I said, I didn't do a lot of homework. 
first first few games of the season. So, you know, time for some early overreactions as to how teams are coming out of the gate. That's that's what we do best. We were terrible. We didn't even we we didn't we we mistimed everything with the amount of time off we had to take at different weeks to do a to do a season preview. So, I think we're just going to have to live with that even even though I, we can make some kind of generalized predictions today. We can, we can make some bold predictions today, I guess, but you never know. Like it's just it's nuts the way the schedule works. But we'll we'll look into all that. We'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, only one commercial break for hockey talk today. So quick one uh, on this recording. But uh, when we come back, we're gonna just kind of do a, a look see at how the season has started and where we see it going. You are listening to hockey talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network a part of the chairshot.com for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk on Chairshot Radio here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. And I got to tell you, Dave, who makes the schedules for hockey? And how is it that we got teams who have played four games already? Oh, because and then team like Nashville. Nashville has played four. Well, you know they they sent them and the Sharks over to Prague to start the season a little right. bit early. And, and yeah, San Jose with four yeah. worked out terribly for San Jose. By the sure way, sure did. <laughs> sure, and they 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 look like they they look like these same old San Jose Sharks. You know who? Yeah, uh, ugh. yeah. But yeah, four games, you know, and a lot of, but like the Blues, like I said, the Blues just played their first game of the season yesterday or Saturday at the time of this recording uh, here on Sunday, Winnipeg, one game. I I don't know. It's just, I wish I understood how that works. And, And out of all the teams to go to Prague, how do you land on San Jose Nashville and uh, and Nashville. Nashville, I kind of get. Nashville is going to be a solid team. They're two and two to start. Like they're always a team that's you know in the hunt. The Blues ousted them from the playoffs last year. Sorry, the Blues are in third place because they've only played one game. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 strange. It's strange. Um, but before we kind of get into sort of the week that was, who do you think made themselves better the most? From last season to this season, if you had to pick a team, Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot right away. I I think I know I mentioned during musical chairs where we kind of like did like one episode where we talked about some moves that were made. Um, you know, I like Calgary's the team I look at and say they lost some people and then they gained some people. So it's kind of like a wash with them. But I actually think they might have gotten a little bit better with who they get Huberdo from uh, Florida, I believe. 
Um, and I know they lost Johnny Gaudreau. He went to Columbus. Columbus, I think Columbus, you know, they might be at the point where they're starting to compete. Detroit did some moves that I can't remember off the top of my head who they were, but uh, there's a lot of talk about the Red Wings. Perhaps the rebuild is done, and now it's time to actually like go and challenge. They're 2-0 and right off the bat this year, so you look at that and say, okay, maybe they did something there. Um, I tell you, while I'm not real high on my team, I do like, you know, Darcy Kemper is going to stabilize the goaltending. Dylan Strom is going to be a a big get for the Caps and definitely somebody who I would imagine at the trade deadline is going to get dealt because I don't think the Caps are going to be in the hunt for a playoff spot this year. Um, so I, I think he's going to have he three games in. I look at him and say, OK, yeah, he's the real deal. That's that's a good pickup. But that's like the east out west. It's kind of like, um, yeah, Calgary's the one I look at. Everybody else kind of stayed stayed kind of pat. I think. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a very dramatic off season. No, and I think like what flew under the radar is the, what the Bruins did getting Pasternak back right before the season started, yeah. and he came out and he had a big game against the Caps in the season opener. Um, he looks really strong. I think Florida, you know, Florida should be good as well. Uh, you know that sort of thing, but. I look at the teams and, and I think, you know, like the Flyers who didn't do really anything talent wise. Right. But right. they got Tortorella as a coach. And that is a massive culture shift. And you could see already his impact on Florida's playing much. You know, I know it's two games in, but they look like a, a more serious disciplined team than the one that uh, completely imploded a year ago. So, yeah, I mean, coaching matters, too. And Philly got a really good coach. He does. Um. This is the year for Toronto. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Toronto's year. I, I, I actually think, uh, oddly enough, even though they've started two and one, this, I mean, maybe the beginning of the decline of the regular season Toronto Maple Leaf success. Colorado, I think they, I think they're still the team to beat uh, across the NHL. And you know they start off a little slow, but they they didn't they didn't really lose anything. It basically just, like you said, kind of held its own, stood yeah, pat. They, they lost Kemper to the Caps, you know, so you lose a Stanley Cup winning goalie, that's something. But then they got yeah. Gorgiev from either the Rangers or the Islanders. Yeah. I, so plug but, and yeah, play. But I don't think, plug and play. I don't think, I think goaltending, goaltending was the concern with them with Kemper. And so I don't know that I consider that, like you said, I kind of consider that a wash. Like, like they still got all the talent on the ice. So, I, I mean, it's a little concerning that they've given up seven goals in their first two games, but they're, I don't know. I just, it's hard to see anything past that. I'll talk about my blues a little bit. I think we, you know, we talked about it early uh, when we enter intro the show, Vladimir Tarasenko on the last year of a contract playing for a contract wants to be traded. Doug, Dougie Armstrong still hasn't traded him. My bigger concern though, for the blues is that, and I, I remember talking about this, Ryan O'Reilly not extended in the offseason. He's in the last year of his contract. And Doug Armstrong has a history, Dave. And do you remember what that history is? You remember what I told you? Uh is he like the the other St. Louis team where you just kind of get real comfortable with what you have and don't make any crazy moves and just kind of No. No, what Doug Armstrong is notorious for doing and has done the last few years is impact guys going into the last year of their contract 
if they aren't re-signed or, or if they're not extended during the offseason, Armstrong, nine times out of ten, lets them go. And here we have a captain that is playing on the last year of his contract. Now, in fairness, locally, Ryan O'Reilly and Doug Armstrong, neither one are sounding overly concerned. There's no real animosity between the two. So, you know, it's not like the Tarasenko thing where Tarasenko was wanting a trade basically over the way he felt that the Blues training uh, trainers were helping him manage his injuries. But I, I'm I'm worried about that. You know, they, uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like it. I do like that we, we signed Jordan Cairo, uh, extended him. Uh, I am interested to see how Colton Perenko does this year. That's that's kind of a big deal. Uh, we did just bring up this 20-year-old 20, 20 kid who scored his first goal. Can't have his first legal drink until March, um, but scored his first goal of the season. So, you know, I know there's a lot of strong youth. The Springfield Thunderbirds that uh, are their affiliate, they were they, – they, think we're runner-ups to whatever the equivalent of the Stanley Cup was there for for them so maybe it's a, a matter of Armstrong wanting to let some younger talent come along but I don't I don't know I don't I don't know I don't feel good about it uh, I wish I felt better about it and I really like Ryan O'Reilly and I want him to stay yeah I uh on my end I like I kind of gave it away that I I do not think the Caps make the playoffs this year I I don't I don't see enough with these guys Kemper's okay He'll stabilize that a little bit, but they just, you know, I, I saw him against Boston and just, you know, it, it, coaching matters. And I was a big proponent of getting rid of LaViolette in the off season and they didn't do it. And I just think the team is just yeah. stuck in neutral and I watched them play and there's no fire behind them. And, and yeah, okay. They beat a road weary Montreal team yesterday. Great. Fantastic. Ovechkin had a goal disallowed. I mean, to me, that's the most compelling thing in the caps is going to be watching the, you know, how does Ovi do? Um, three games in, no goals. That's not a good sign for the way the season goes. I know he had one disallowed, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I just look at I look at the Metro and I look at the East, and I don't see where the Capitals come in and fit in and challenge for a playoff spot. I, I just I just don't see it. So I'll tell you, the team that's surprising so far is Vegas. You know, I did not. I thought. Yeah, they would, I know. I thought them. they would struggle. I really thought that they would struggle. But Jack Eichel got a goal. He looks good. The uh, the role players, the key players in Vegas have come to play so far. And, you know, you look at their goaltending situation. I know they lost Leonard for the year, I think. But uh, whoever Thompson, I think, is, is the goalie who stepped in for him or something like that. He's played really well. Vegas is, yeah, I mean, they've got talent. They just couldn't yep. get it done last year for whatever reason. And, and maybe that's lit a fire under them to, to do something more this year. But, yeah, I did not expect them to start off 3 and 0 and uh you know Calgary looks like they're the real deal you saw they won their opener for the first time in like what 15 years or something ridiculous like that it's been a long time yep Seattle Go looks improved flames. Seattle looks better um so yeah Edmonton at, at least with, at least with, Edmonton's a team well, I got an eye on out west that they may really I make mean, a move Connor McDavid is still Connor McDavid like no matter how bad it gets in Edmonton for now still have Connor McDavid. And that that's a really, really, really strong thing. Um yeah. Who uh outside of your caps and San Jose, because we know they're trash, who is a who is a team that we don't expect to do well that might surprise? 
because we we talked about trash teams, but some of these teams that are in the lower half early. Like we, I think we know Arizona's a wash. Like they're not going anywhere. Um, um, they're they're off to a slow start, but I still kind of like Ottawa to to do something this year. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think you know they made there's you know talk about teams that made moves. I think Ottawa's one of those ones that that could do something. Um, the Blackhawks perhaps. Might be a team. We've been that, saying the Blackhawks for two seasons. You know, know that, right? I know, I know. But uh, we'll, we keep believing in them. But yeah, we do. Uh, but you know, I think I think they're one of the teams I look at. Columbus is. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, talk about Columbus that they should be zero and three. That's not the start. I don't think the right. Blue Jackets envision for themselves when you go and get a playmaker like Johnny Gaudreau and and do that. But right. I, I still, I mean. You know, if you're, I guess, you know, should we make predictions since it's so early? We've got like three games under our belt. You know, who are you? Are you still Colorado all the way for the cup or what are you thinking? Yeah, but it's so hard to repeat as Stanley Cup champions. You know, I say that as Tampa Bay just seem to be like routinely in there. I do think Colorado pushing past and getting over that hump last season makes them, in my opinion, a prohibitive favorite. So... I will, in a rare, in a in a rare prediction, pick a repeat for the Colorado Avalanche. I think their weapons are still, they still have too many weapons. I think the goaltending will sort itself out, and I think they're just gonna they they continue to overwhelm Colorado Avalanche. That's my I'll I'll go with the Colorado Avalanche to repeat as Stanley Cup champions. Who you got coming out of the East? I'm curious about this one. Oh God! Um, see, this is the problem. I haven't, you know, we talk about surprises. Detroit's two and zero. Who'd have thunk? Right. Um, I, I actually, you know, you mentioned them earlier. The Brewers are, are the Brewers. The Bruins, the Brewers. <laughs> they've switched. They've switched up. I think the Bruins are are going to make some noise this year. I think they got younger, um, and are, are a lot less washed. Um, some retirements really helped that squad. I mean, yeah, Colorado, Boston would be good. I, I, I too think, yeah, it's hard to say, I, but I think Colorado's just got too many weapons and they didn't lose anything yep. other than, other than goaltending. And I think they, they shored that up with who they got that. I, I, I think, you know, you get that extra experience, McKinnon, uh, Landis Gong, all those guys, they know how to win now. So I like, I like Colorado. I think out of the East, man, I, I like the New York Rangers as much as it pains me to say that. This is a team that came very close to deceding Tampa Bay last year. Things went wrong in a few games, but you know Shesterkin, if he plays like he did last year, and all they need is a little bit of extra scoring, a little bit of extra yep. scoring would have would have gotten rid of Tampa Bay last year. They didn't get it when they needed it. I think they they learned. And it's a very young team too, and I think they learned a lot from that playoff series. So I I like the Rangers to challenge Colorado for the Stanley Cup in what june or wherever it is and uh it hurts me to say that but you know it's I, I, all right it's, it's all funny right. we making making fun of the nhl uh, eventually we're just going to be playing hockey year round hockey in august <laughs> that'll, that'll be the situation cool all right so this is a very brief edition of hockey talk i swear to you guys i will be better next week uh, as i sort of get back into the flow of things it's just so hard when you're a long-suffering fan, Dave can, assess, uh, can, uh, can attest. My background is the block eye. I haven't been this happy about college football this late in a fall in 20 years. 20 years. Now, 15. 2007. 15 years. So 2007 was the last time Illinois had anything remotely 
relevant in college football. We're giddy. We're giddy, Illinois fans. So I, but I will, I will commit. I will get myself back on track for next week's uh, hockey talk. We are going to wrap up the show very, very quickly. Before we do that, though, I, I would be remiss if I didn't pay some bills. Remind everybody that if you like what we do, if you liked musical chairs, I thought we had a really good season last uh, this past season. Season two was was a lot of fun. If you like hockey talk, which I promise will get better. If you like bandwagon nerds, if you like wrestling, if you like uh, you know Greg DeMarco show, the uh, DWI pod is war. You name, we have like eh, all kinds of awesome podcasts, and you want to support us. The best way to do that is rep our brand, Chair Shot Radio, the Chair Shot Radio Network by heading over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and investing in one of our mini t-shirt designs. We have all kinds of great looks for you to choose from logos, shows, sayings from various programs, all of that good stuff over there at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot shirts are only $19.99, but if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style and help us get our names out there, get those listeners, get some more earballs on as tony would say on our programming we work hard to put it out for you each and every day and the easiest way to support us and make sure that we can keep doing that is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and investing in us by investing in a shirt all right that's going to do it for this very brief edition of hockey talk hockey talk with myself and david on guard day before we get out of here tell everybody where to find you out there on the um the interwebs. God damn, I am I am so off. I'm it's, off. It's I'm all that off. Illinois. Yeah, you drink it, drink it. It is. Illinois I'm drunk. <laughs> drunk, drunk on, drunk on college football. You can find me on Twitter at attitude ag. That is at attitude agg, and on Facebook.com/slash attitude of aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at wrestling realist. That is at w r e s t l n g r e a l i s t. You can hear me every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Mondays with a bunch of nerds doing bandwagon nerds. Every Tuesday with my buddy Dave here talking hockey or music, depending on the time of year. And every Wednesday with Greg DeMarco and Brandon Morales talking wrestling on the Greg DeMarco Show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this very brief edition of Hockey Talk with myself and David Ongar. We look forward to catching you next week. Until then, happy trails. Get out there, watch some hockey. You got about 24 hours left before the free hockey goes away if you have direct TV. Hockey Talk, Chair Shot Radio Network on the chairshot.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.